Hello, welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes. And yes, I am in my car again on my way to work. Um, this is about the only time I have some quiet lately to be able to do things and talk. And I've had a lot going on, let's just say that. Um, first of all, let's just be honest, we'll get the cat out of the bag here. And that's the fact that um, I'm going to talk about addiction today and I'm going to talk about the fact that you can love an addict and it's not always a fun journey, but it will take you on a journey that leads to better understanding about people and their issues and that people who have a past with addiction can be loved. And it's not always this thing where it's like, oh, you were an addict. I can't be with you. Um, <clears throat> that's not what it is. So when I met my current spouse, um, I didn't really know that he was an addict. I did figure it out a couple months into the relationship. There were just some things in my gut. There were some things I was seeing that weren't making sense. And it needs to be understood that when you discover that somebody is an addict, you want to help that person normally. You want to have a good balanced relationship with them. And so you stay. I loved my husband the first few months we were together. Um, it wasn't a question of me being willing to stay. And I think a lot of people want to judge that and they want to say, well, how can you stay with somebody who's an addict? How can you be with somebody who is addicted? And you can. Um, not every addict is the same, but they are. They are all addicted to something, but the level of addiction is different. Um, are they somebody who just binges out? Are they someone who is functioning and can go hold down a job? Um, or are they on the opposite spectrum where they can't hold down a job, they can't pay rent, they can't pay the bills? Um, so they are common in the way that they are addicted to some, some type of substance, but they are different in the way that they handle that addiction. Um, some will actually go and get help, others will not. Um, that's the other way that it differs with addiction. Um, my spouse's drug of choice is alcohol. Unfortunately, alcohol is sold in every store, restaurant. Um, <laughs> there's wine tastings, tequila tastings, beer tastings. Um, there's all that fun stuff that you like to do that involves alcohol. Um, he had been sober prior for two and a half years um, while we were together. That was during that time. And now he is no longer sober. So what do you do in these types of situations? Um, I don't always know the best advice to give in these situations because every situation is different because everybody who is with somebody that has an addiction, it's a different ball game. 
Um, it depends on how long you've been together sometimes. It depends if the other party wants to even deal with your issues or your addiction because there are people that leave. Not everybody wants to be in a relationship where the rug can be pulled out from underneath them at any time. It's a very difficult, difficult um, place to be in. It's, it's a shitty, shitty place to be in. Um, and you have to really pick yourself up off the floor when these things happen. Um, because usually addiction affects your relationships around you. Um, whether it's your job, whether it's your partner, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your family or your children, um, it's going to affect the people around you. Um, I know a lot of people will say, you know, I don't believe in addiction. I don't think it's a, a disease. I don't think it's this. I don't think it's that. Um, I'm not here to debate that, whether it's a disease or not, whether it's an inherited trait, um, whether it comes from trauma or some kind of pain or low self-esteem. Um, I don't really know the psychology truly, and neither do the psychologists. If you do any research on addiction, um, it's not very clear um, what the rationale is for addiction. Um, some people do have addictive personalities while others don't. Um, it's just how it is. It's, it's chemistry, biology. I don't you know, know the facts for 100%. But what I'm going to say is that um, when somebody falls off the wagon, it's very, very difficult. And I'm gonna advocate for the people who are in relationships or marriages um, or have family members that are addicts. One, I will tell you that sometimes you don't always have the support of the family. Um, that's either because they're in denial about the situation or they don't know how to help or they just think the person will get better, they've gotten better before. Um, I don't always have the support of my partner's family. Um, they sometimes like gloss over it. There are some that just say, just take him to therapy. Here's the thing about therapy. Um, they have to want to go. Therapy is one of those things that um, I wish sometimes in this country was free um, because so many people could benefit from it. So many people could get better from it. Um, the other thing I've heard is just go to Al-Anon meetings, just go to AA meetings. Um, not everybody's comfortable with doing that. I don't care if it's AA. I don't care if it's, you know, opioids that they're addicted to or some type of drug that they're addicted to, like crystal meth, heroin, whatever. Um, the person has to want to go to therapy. And if they don't want to go, you can't make them. And I think it's a myth that if they go to therapy, it's just all going to be okay. Um, that's not true because the addict has to want to get better. They have to want to admit to themselves who they are, and that can be a long process. Um, there are addicts who believe that they can have one drink, and it won't lead anywhere. There are people that have gone to rehab multiple times, and 
come out like six weeks to six months later after they've been in rehab and they start using all over again. Um, so therapy, I believe therapy works. I'm a big believer in that, but you cannot force an addict to go to therapy no matter what you do. They have to be ready to make that step. Um, you cannot back an addict into the corner or paint them into a corner and say, this is my ultimatum. You have to get better or else. Um, most addicts don't respond to that very well because then at that point they are doing it so you stay in their lives or so they don't lose their children or so they don't lose their family members. You can't do that. The addict has to be ready to go into recovery. They have to admit to themselves who they are. Um, they have to be willing to go through the 12 steps. And if they are not willing to do that or they are not ready to do that, um, and you try to paint them into a corner, at that point they are doing it for you. They are not doing it for themselves. Addicts have to do things for themselves. If they do not, the recovery process will not work. They will more than likely start using again at some point. Um, in the case of my spouse, he actually um, started thinking that he could have just a drink. And me, knowing the process and everything, I got online, I did my research. There are some people that have addictions that go into sobriety for years, come out the other side, and they can have one drink and tell themselves no. That does happen. It, it does exist that there are people that can go into sobriety and then come back the other side and control themselves. Um, however, my spouse is not one of those people. Um, the, he did try that and it just didn't work. Um, it just started to gradually ramp up. Um, so it, it's one of those things that some people know themselves better and you try to trust the person that has the addiction because they know themselves better. Um, you also try to trust them because usually trust has been broken if you have somebody who's an addict in your life. They have broken your trust in some way at some point. Whether it's stealing from you or family members, whether it's cheating because they were blitzed out of their mind and they had no idea what they were doing. It's truly one of those things that um, has to be rebuilt and I think a lot of people are like, well, he's a cheating drug addict bastard. Why stay with him? Well, there's also a lot of love there. There's also a relationship there that is great when this addiction isn't going on. There's a lot of um, time spent trying to understand the addict side of things and why they do what they do. And when you're part of that process and you start to understand what addiction um, does to people, and somewhat of how it works, you have a better understanding of what goes on in this world. Um, I think a lot of people picture addicts as the methed out person with sores all over their body living in the trailer court. When in reality, it could be the person sitting right next to you at your job. It could be the person that you go on walks with. It could be somebody sitting right next to you at your family reunion. You do not know. And that's, 
um, you just don't know. And that's the whole thing. Like, people want to say, well, can you just tell that they're an addict? No, you cannot just tell that they're an addict. Uh, most addicts are really crafty at hiding things. They're really good at hiding what is going on. Um, it took me two months to figure out what the hell was going on with my now spouse. Um, and it was because he was very good at hiding his problem. Um, and it's one of those things where you have to understand that life is different for everybody. What causes somebody to be an addict is very different um, across the board. Again, we don't know the psychology of that. You can grow up in a really great home and be an addict. You can grow up in a really shitty home and not be an addict at all. Um, it all depends on the person and it differs and it varies. And it's not a one size fits all. And I think that is what I have learned from this with this all this addiction and everything like that is that it's not a one size fits all. It's not just, oh, well, you look like an addict, you look like an addict. That's not what this is. Um, and I think we try to do that because we want to categorize people. We want to say, oh, look at you, you methed out crack whore, you know, or <laughs> you're obviously a prostitute because you're doing it for drugs, or you're obviously not a good partner because you're a drinker. Um, that is so, so not true. Um, when my spouse is sober, he's great. He's a great person. Um, when he drinks, not so much. He's a little sloppy. Let's put it that way. Um, but you have to also know that if somebody loves an addict, it's because they're a good person underneath all that crap. Underneath all the junk. Um, and you have to really understand that it's not easy for the person that's going through all this. Um, the the person that is in a relationship with an addict or if your family members that have somebody that's an addict um, it's a tough place to be in and those people need support and I will tell you there are times that you don't get the support that you need that there are people who are just like go to AA go to Al-Anon and you're like hey why don't you invite me to lunch breakfast dinner whatever and talk to me and let me vent um, I will say in these situations, I've had people just say, oh, sorry to hear that, and that's where it ends. Um, whoa, you're like their brother or their sister or their cousin or their best friend, and you're just like, hey, wish you well, peace out, like, call me when you're sober, like, no, no, you have to be supportive of the person that's in that situation. They need all the support they can get because one, they're angry at themselves, two, it's embarrassing, and three, they're experiencing so many things and their partner is experiencing a lot of things. Um, when you don't have anybody to go to because maybe the addiction is a secret, maybe um, not everybody is aware that this person has a problem, it kind of sucks that nobody wants to be there for the other person that is trying to deal with the addiction or trying to deal with the situation as a whole. 
you know, I can tell you there's been multiple times I'm losing my shit and people are telling me, well, just send him to rehab. What? Do you have $10,000 to send him to rehab? If you do, let me know. Like, <laughs> because that's not what this is. That is not what this is about. Like, I need support because it's not an easy thing. I need support because this is a huge transition in my life. You need to support me. Um, and it sucks sometimes because you don't have that support. Or people think, just go to therapy. It'll all get better. Yes, therapy can give you the steps. It can give you the tools. But the addict has to, has to say or feel that they can use those tools. Um, the other thing is, too, what we have to understand is that the spouse or the partner in the situation needs just as much support. And if all you can say is, sorry to hear that, and leave it at that, and you don't go anywhere else with it, they're probably going to be pretty pissed off at you. Um, because you're admitting this problem is going on in my life, and by saying, sorry to hear that, you're kind of closing the door, and it's like, you know, saying the wrong thing at a funeral. Um, because the relationship dies over and over again with addiction. Um, you have to rebuild all that trust. You have to work through so many issues. You have to learn how to cope with that person. And if they fall off the wagon or if they're in a situation where their drugs or alcohol is present, it's it's going to be hard to deal with and you need that support. Um, I do have a couple of friends that reach out to me that know the situation and, and they are very helpful. Um, what I want people to understand is addicts deserve love too. Um, now if they are well into their addiction and they can't love you and you can't love them, that's a completely different situation. Um, if they're an abusive person when they're drinking or on their drugs, then that's not a good situation either. And you should probably cut the cord. But, you know, there are people that are addicts that aren't bad people. And we can't just lump them into that category and say, oh, well, you're an addict. Bye-bye. Peace out. You don't deserve my time. You don't deserve a chance. Um, and some people don't know what to say. And I get that. People don't understand people in relationships with addicts. You know, we think that we should just cut them off, say goodbye, cut our losses. We don't need that stress in our lives. But there are strong ass people out there who love addicts and are willing to see them through all the challenges. And you have to also realize that when you're with an addict, they could die from their addiction. That's another piece to this puzzle that people often miss. If you're in a situation where you are with somebody who is an addict and they fall off the wagon, you have to realize that there might be complications down the road from the drugs or the alcohol that they consumed. You have to understand that this person might die before you. That you might find them dead at some point if they don't get it under control. Um, that's where going to a good doctor, being honest about your addiction and saying, this is the problem that I have and getting checked out regularly, regularly will help the situation. Um, I have made my spouse do that. He has to go get checked out 
liver enzyme profiles, all that. Um, that's another piece of the puzzle if you're dealing with an addict is the um, going to the doctor part and following up with your um, primary care physician and getting help or going to a clinic to go get tested and go get help. Um, so I want it to be understood that you can love somebody with a past. You can love somebody who is an addict. Um, it is not easy to deal with addiction. It is not easy to deal with any of it. It's a huge burden. It's a huge weight. Um, but if you love the person and you believe that they can get sober and you've seen them get sober and you can have that honest, open communication where you can rebuild that relationship if you want to, I encourage you to do so if that's what you want. And you may not have the support of everybody and that's the crappy part about it is that you may not have a lot of support. You may have people that think you're crazy for staying in the situation that you're in. Um, you may feel like people don't understand or you feel like an outcast. Um, in my case, I had to kick my spouse out of the house for a little bit. Um, I probably looked like a total bitch um, to his family or his friends, but I had to do what I had to do. You know, I also have to have self-preservation. I have to have those boundaries to know when to say when. And that's not an easy decision either. Um, people have to also know in these situations that the person that is trying to hold it together is also falling apart at the same time. You know, just like with this situation, I have to get up and I have to go to work every day. Um, I can't fall apart, really. Um, I can't not take my stepchildren to school. You know, I have to step up to the plate in a lot of ways. And it's difficult. And it's not an easy thing. And it sucks. Um, I will say that my stepchildren are good. They have no idea that their father has a problem. None whatsoever. Um, so that, that's a blessing, but, um, you know, that's the whole thing. Kids get older, they understand things better, they see things, and that's one thing that I've kind of made it clear, that you have to realize that what you're doing is not just hurting yourself, but it's going to hurt your children too. So I want to wrap this up and just say that if you're in a situation where you're talking about addiction or you have somebody who's an addict in your life um, or you're in a very serious committed relationship or you're married, just know that there's other people out there dealing with the same thing more than what you know. Um, that people will offer their advice and you have to take it for what it's worth and decide if that's advice worth taking because not all of it is because every situation is different and we can't lump addiction into a category and just say oh yeah yeah I will go do this or I will go do that because there's an addiction handbook there's not one there's 12 steps there's rehab centers and there's therapy but it's not a one-size-fits-all not everybody is going to want to go to therapy there will be people that want to handle it themselves 
Um, I encourage you to offer support to anybody who has a struggling spouse, parent, child that's dealing with addiction. I encourage you to go and help them if you can, if you want to. Um, Just lending an ear to even talk about stuff like this, even if you don't understand it or you don't believe in it, they need that support, trust me. Um, I need that support more than ever than before because this is like the second time. (coughs) Excuse me, I had the coughs this morning. But um, I definitely wanted to put this out there because I think there's a lot of things with addiction that people miss. Um, I think we miss the other side of it with the spouse and family and friends and how it impacts all of that and how it impacts people's lives. And I want people to understand that it's not a one-size-fits-all situation. So if you're dealing with addiction in any form, just know that you are not alone, that you can go get help, that you have to lean on people when you don't want to, that you can be mad at yourself, ashamed, angry, whatever, but you also have to admit to yourself that you have a problem and that's the only way you're going to get past it. And the only way you're going to get completely sober or clean, as they call it, is to admit who you are and what you're about.